And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk money with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Luke, thanks for dropping by. Good afternoon. Another Friday. It whips around so oh. quickly, doesn't it? We're here every other day, it feels. Every other day. But today <laughs> we're talking about superannuation contributions and are they all the same or are there important differences? Now, let me mm. guess, there might be some important differences. Yeah, look, very much so. Um, and this was, I guess, confirmed for me yesterday. I had a gentleman in the office who was adamant that the way he knew the law was where the law was at. Um, and he was very surprised to learn that you don't need to be working to make a super contribution, for example, or that you can have more than one super fund away from one that is provided by your employer. And I think that's a big thing that people need to keep in mind is come into this with an open mind. Have, an, have, a, have, have a clean slate in relation to what you're working with and what you can take advantage of because sometimes preconceived ideas aren't necessarily appropriate or accurate or things may have changed that will allow you to take advantage of a variation of what you thought it was. And that's really what we're going to touch on today is how can I make a contribution and how, <clears throat> how do some of those things differ? Yeah. And of course, as you say, things do change. So uh, every now and again, the government in its wisdom decides to change the rules mm. and it's hard sometimes to keep up with those things. So it's always yep. important to check with your advisor about whether or not you've got the right end of the stick uh, and, uh, and how you can go about this process. Now, if you want to make an additional contribution to your super, there's a few different choices to make, aren't there? That's right. So when we think about putting money into super, one of the key things we need to start with is thinking about whether we are, are or not going to claim a tax deduction because a lot of people know about the 27,500 concessional limit and that's the most you can put into super and claim a tax deduction but a lot of people aren't aware of the non-concessional limit of $110,000 a year or $330,000 in one go if you have a big chunk of cash. So we start by saying what am I trying to achieve? I want to claim a tax deduction. What's my limit? 27,500. An extension of that could be then, do I want to use the bring forward rules, which means that you haven't used all of your concessional cap since the 2019 financial year, and you're able to put in some additional money in certain situations to increase the amount of tax deduction that is available to you in a single financial period. The alternative then is to say, well, I don't want to claim a tax deduction. I've just got this big chunk of cash that fell out of the sky, I got from Powerball, I got from my mum or anywhere else and you just want to add that to your superannuation balance. That is taking already taxed money and putting that into superannuation and incurring no tax in doing so. And that's a really good point of distinction for listeners is that you can put money into superannuation to try and bolster your retirement capital because we know that starting a pension over the age of 60 is a very tax-effective way of controlling your capital, but also then drawing out money on a tax-free basis. But it's really about saying, what am I trying to achieve? I want to bolster my super. Am I claiming a deduction? Yes or no. If it's no, then I could make a non-concessional contribution. Two completely different limits, two completely different tests, and they apply on a per-person basis. It's not that it's 3.30 across a couple. It's per-person. So you can get a significant amount of money in without paying any tax 
in, in some situations. So when you talk about a large chunk of money falling out of the sky, that doesn't really happen every day and neither does winning Powerball. But what about mm. if you sell your house and you've got a big chunk of money, you're moving into somewhere smaller, exactly. so what do you want to do with the money? Are there special considerations in those circumstances? Exactly right. So that's that's a wonderful way of then combining the non-concessional contribution limit of 330000 if you sold your home. And you can also then potentially take advantage of the downsizer legislation. Now, that's a further $300,000 that can go into superannuation provided you meet a number of pre-existing rules. But you've effectively sold your home, it's been your primary residence for more than 10 years, and you've gone out and bought something else, and you've got some spare money sloshing around. Now, with house prices getting to crazy levels where they are at the moment, moving to something a little bit smaller because... The kids have left and you don't want to mow the grass and clean the house and heat the place, cool the place and do all the fun stuff. You might want to move into a slightly smaller place and use the the cash that you have left over from the sale of your home to then add to superannuation again. So then we think about, what am I trying to achieve? You could use some of those proceeds to put in up to 27500 You could use some of those proceeds as a non-concessional contribution of three thirty. And you could use some of those proceeds to add $300,000 to superannuation. Now, you need to make sure that you have a range of other considerations already met. But there's a great example of a big chunk of cash with three different types of contribution to ultimately bolster the capital value of your super whilst you continue working or leading into retirement because you're going to start a pension and, and a really good change to keep in mind from 30 June was that the downsizer eligibility was moved from 65 at the time of sale to 60 from the 1st of July this year. So I think that was a, a really good piece of legislation to try and help people align the sale of generally one of their larger assets and their anticipated retirement date to give them a little bit more flexibility about how they can fund themselves in retirement. Does it make any difference uh, whether you're handling uh, pre-tax income or post-tax income, tax-paid money? Not really, because if you're going to claim a tax deduction, that can help you from an income tax perspective because it will reduce the taxable portion of your salary, which is advantageous. When you make a downsizer or a non-concessional contribution, you're not claiming a tax deduction. So where money has come from a taxed, or tax-free asset, it's the use of the capital going into the fund. In that example, you could have sold an investment property. You may have capital gains tax. And that's where some of those proceeds may be used to take advantage of the bring forward concessional rules and maximise your level of tax deduction in the year that an investment asset is sold. So that's another great way of engaging with your accountant and making sure that you're maximising the tax efficiency and the use of your funds through the sale of an asset to get the best possible outcome going forwards. Okay, now you've mentioned the caps on the various types of contribution. Are there yeah. other limitations? Yeah, there are. So if, if you reach your transfer balance cap of $1.7 million, and you can do that by having at least $1.7 million in your personal super fund, or you have... Uh, a defined benefit pension and that is assessed against that $1.7 million limit. So let's say you had 
a $100,000 pension from the government because you're in a defined benefit scheme, that may have used up $1.6 million of your $1.7 million cap. So you need to make sure that you're not going over because you need to also consider your total super balance limits. And that will determine whether all of the $330,000 for non-concessional contributions is available to you at the time you make the contribution. So you need to make sure you've covered off some other thresholds. Don't just race out and throw in 330 thinking it's fine because if you have 1.6 million in super, you may be surprised to find out that that actual limit is not available to you because of the total value of your superannuation. So just check your limits before you do anything and a great way to do that is to engage with your accountant and make sure that it's part of your broader strategy. Okay, simple question, probably a dumb question. What happens if you put too much money in your super? Do they take it away from you? Uh, they penalise you for doing so, yeah, and it's it's not it's not pretty. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's one so, of those things So in don't life. do it. <laughs> Just don't do it, yeah. All right yeah, then. Exactly right. Luke, what are the things that people should consider when it comes to making contributions? Yeah, so I, I, like always I'd say start with why. Why are you doing it? Because your why will then direct you down the correct path, whether it's deductible, non-deductible, downsizer, could be a contribution. You might want to bolster up your spouse's superannuation because you want to spread the estate planning control going forward. So think about why you're making the contribution. What are the limits that you need to adhere to? Check all of those out so there are no surprises. Have you met the work test? So this is an interesting one. So up to the age of 67, there is no requirement for you to be gainfully employed to put money into superannuation. If you want to claim a tax deduction, you need to meet a work test, which is 40 hours in 30 days, over the age of 67. A really, really positive change from the 1st of July this year said that anyone can make a non-concessional contribution or non-deductible contribution up to the age of 75, the removal of the work test was passed. So you can throw money into superannuation and the work test requirement only gets triggered if you wish to claim a tax deduction. So again, <clears throat> think about your why and then ensure that you just check, am I 67 or not? Do I need to meet that test to do it? If you're under 67, you can, you can throw it in and, and you'll be fine. Look at your histories. So go back to your super fund and see if you've utilised your concessional contribution cap from the 2019 financial year coming forwards. Because if you do have a little bit of space when the previous limit was 25, if you'd only put in 15, you'd have 10,000 of space there and potentially 10,000 of space in 2020. Check 21, check 22. And if you've got less than $500,000 of super, consider taking advantage of that to maximise your tax deductions and reduce the amount of tax paid on salary or wages. So it's about making sure you understand why you're making the contribution Check your broader thresholds, make sure you don't breach any caps that you may or may not be aware of, and then ensure that you have the ability to use the bring forward rules by checking your contribution history with your various super funds, and then ensure that you've made the contribution to the right structure. And we've touched on this in previous shows where we talk about the taxable and tax-free makeup of your super. You want to try and avoid mixing taxable and tax-free money because it can have adverse tax implications for the next generation where you have adult children who will incur tax at up to 
on money that goes back to them. So just be strategic about how you save. Um, and that way you can get the most out of the money that you've come into. Luke Smith from Envision Financials in the studio today. We're talking about are all superannuation contributions the same? And I think by this stage of the program we've established they're not. Exactly. And I think that's, that's, that's really, really important for the listeners is to consider that there may be things that you're not taking advantage of just because you've never known that it was available to you. So I think, you know, I'd really like people to take from today is have an open mind about getting advice and making the most of the contribution options that are available to you, but also then making sure that you align them with your why. Because just because something can go in doesn't mean that you need to put it in. You know, if you want to retire early and you're 50, don't go and throw all your money into super because you're going to have to wait probably 10 years to get it. You might look at a family trust or make a make you know investments in another vehicle and, and that's really it, is don't just do it because you think you have to. Think about why and then consider the contributions from there because there are a number of benefits of bolstering your superannuation. There are a number of benefits of starting an income stream from super over the age of 60. But when making contributions, think about the tax implications for your children. You know, think about not mixing, as we said earlier, the, the taxable and tax-free components because whilst you may be over 60 and everything comes out to you, tax-free and everything inside your fund may be tax-free if you get hit by a bus and it goes to your adult children it may not be tax-free and you may they may incur a significant amount of tax when you could have taken strategic steps to limit that impost by thinking with the end in mind and i think that's really really important from today is know your limits understand your why think about the right structure to receive those contributions. If you've got an existing super fund and you're going to make a downsizer contribution and a non-concessional contribution, I would not necessarily be putting all of that money into one fund for a raft of different reasons. So it's always about looking at the resources that you have available to you. What do I need to live on? What's my number? Have a really good idea of what you need to keep the doors open at home. And then consider how you can make these types of contributions to lower your personal tax, bolster your superannuation, manage your broader tax position, and ensure that you're not taking out any more than you need to because there are percentage limits set by the government as to how much must come out of a pension account each year depending on your age. So keeping those sorts of things in mind will give you the best ability to get the outcome that you're after whilst ensuring that you've also considered total super balance limits, previous contributions, triggering bring forward non-concessional caps. It's actually got a lot to it and there's a lot of stuff bubbling under the water that you need to make sure you've considered before you just race out and throw $330,000 into super because you may find that there are some adverse penalties that you, you may not enjoy. And the last one would be, Remember that there's an age limit on deductible contributions of 67, so you may need to meet the work test to be able to put the money in and claim a tax deduction from that age onwards. So there's there's a few things there to keep in mind, but it's 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 not the minefield that it that it sounds like. Um, you just need to be organised, ensure your paperwork's in in check, and you can get some really really good advantageous outcomes 
when it comes to building your super balances. So the the key points, I guess, are the the limits where you've got yep. the caps on the different types of contributions. Yep. You've got the cap on the overall uh, quantity of uh, funds you have in the yep. super fund. Yep. And uh, then, of course, you've got the consideration of that age limit for the work test, yep. uh, if that's applicable in your case. Yep, exactly right. And that's why it just plays to be organised and ensure that you've, you've double-checked, triple-checked before you go make any contributions and then ensure that your paperwork is, is, is rock solid and you've notified the fund whether you are going to claim a tax deduction or not through the use of a notice of intent. Because where you use your own money, you must tell the fund, hey, Mr. Superfund, I've put $20,000 in and I want to claim a tax deduction. And then they will remit the tax to the ATO. You will put that in your tax return and your accountant will lodge a tax return. The Superfund will lodge a tax return and they will meet up in ATO heaven and you will get all the deductions you're entitled to. Fantastic. So let's wrap it up. Where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so office number 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've also got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. And we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where you can subscribe and get all of the shows and all of the backlog and all of the library that's there discussing all the strategies we've covered off. Fantastic. We'll uh, catch you again next Friday. See you next Friday. Luke Smith from Envision Financial back in the studio again at the same time next Friday afternoon to talk money matters one more time.